Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I'm going to go over the DNC and the RNC in this episode. Uh, both of them had their shot the last couple weeks. RNC just wrapped up yesterday. The DNC was the previous week. Give you very different feelings. Uh, the DNC opener. I don't, the whole production of the DNC from the opening to the finish had a very low budget feel to it. It was very uh, distant feeling. You know, everything was done was online mainly. It was impersonal. They're trying to show all the different viewers online, which was a little, you know, awkward or commercial-ish feel to it. And I don't even think it was to the grade of, a, you know, a normal commercial. Um, I overall watched it. You know, I said this in a prior podcast. I basically watched it. So if none of you did, believe me, you didn't miss anything. It was pretty doom and gloom. Um, everything was pointing fingers, blaming President Trump for everything from COVID to any other issues that are going on in America today. Probably one of the most annoying speeches that I had to endure was from Mr. Cuomo because Mr. Cuomo's got a very short memory and doesn't remember who helped him out the most during this whole COVID outbreak as he was basically trying to eliminate the elderly population in nursing homes by forcing them to accept COVID patients and wiping out close to 35,000 people. But I wanted to play a little cut from his speech just to show you the hypocrisy of these people. And it also kind of sets the tone for how the entire DNC four-day extravaganza went. So let me play that for you, and then we'll uh, get back to it. We went through hell, but we've learned much. We know that our problems go beyond the COVID virus. COVID is the symptom, not the illness. Our nation is in crisis, and in many ways, COVID is just a metaphor. A virus attacks when the body is weak and when it cannot defend itself. Over these past few years, America's body politic has been weakened. The divisions have been growing deeper. The anti-Semitism, the anti-Latino, the anti-immigrant fervor, the racism in Charlottesville, where the KKK didn't even bother to wear their hoods. And in Minnesota, where the life was squeezed from Mr. Floyd. Only a strong body can fight off the virus. And America's divisions weakened it. Donald Trump didn't create the initial division. The division created Trump. He only made it worse. Our collective strength is exercised through government. It is, in effect, our immune system. And our current federal government is dysfunctional and incompetent. It couldn't fight off the virus. In fact, it didn't even see it coming. The European virus infected the Northeast while the White House was still fixated on China. The virus had been attacking us for months before they even knew it was here. We saw the failure of a government that tried to deny the virus, then tried to ignore it, and then tried to politicize it. All right, first of all, what a load of crap that was. You're telling me they're going to blame Donald Trump 
for the virus. Not the people in Wuhan who was actually working on it in a lab, trying to manipulate COVID into something else, and then it got exposed, got out, decided to work with the World Health Organization to keep it quiet, not let anybody know that they released it, let it start doing its own spreading, and then it made its way naturally all around the globe. Because as planes are going in and out and people are traveling all over the place, it's an airborne virus, so there you have it. You're going to blame Donald Trump for that. The same Donald Trump that when Wuhan was breaking out to the massive levels of infections that it was, he puts a travel band on and he's being called a xenophobe and he's being called all kinds of names from the left and saying how wrong he is to deny these people from moving around trying to stop it. And then because of Cuomo's failures in his own COVID response, he's going to try to pass that off in his little speech to Trump because everything they said, take Trump's name out, input the Democrats, and there it is. It has nothing to do with Trump. But the DNC, this is what it was literally four days of. Four days of this crap that I had to listen to just just to be able to do a podcast. My God, I can't tell you how many times I was getting panicky and trying to dig up a pistol. And I'm not the only person that felt that way. In an article written by Michael Goodwin, he writes, I quote, In case you didn't have the time to stomach or watch the Democratic convention last week, I humbly offer this summary. Trump bad, Biden good. You're all racists. Those basic elements were front and center throughout the four two-hour lectures, starting with Michelle Obama's address on the first night and ending with Joe Biden's acceptance speech on the final night. The disciplined approach was admirable, even though the facts used to support each element often were shaky and flat-out false. The ideas were hammered home repeatedly because they reflect the core of the Dems case and show how they intend to oust the incumbent. The Trump bad, Biden good contrast displays an obvious plan to make the election a referendum not just on Trump's record, but also his character. Is that all they got? That's all I got out of it. I I mean, I thought he hit this right on the head, which is why I wanted to pick this particular article to read. Um, That's all the whole four days was about. Just one Democrat after the other, and each one just took turns taking shots at the president for something. Uh, Character assassination, uh, failure on whatever number of things they wanted to try to point fingers at him for. And it's all of his biggest haters. It wasn't like you had some real middle-of-the-road Democrats up there speaking on behalf of the DNC and they're hammering Trump for something. These are all his biggest you know, fans, so to speak, that hate him. And uh, it was really sucky. It was like doom and gloom all night long. It's America just is garbage. We just got to restructure, refoundation, capitalism bad. Trump is bad. Every policy he's ever put into place are bad. We need to rework the Supreme Court and make the Supreme Court more liberal because they get away with too much conservative ideas on the Supreme Court. Joe Biden is threatening to shut down the country again because he follows truth instead of fact. Or no, wait, was it fact instead of truth? Oh, no, no, no. This time it's science 
instead of feeling. <laughs> so he's, he's out there threatening to shut the country down again and start a new world. Also, another little tidbit that they were taking a dig at Trump and pretty much any conservative or any God-fearing person, every time they said the Pledge of Allegiance, they're leaving out the word God in it. For one nation, they would pause, indivisible, instead of saying one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I mean, these people are just dumb. Low lives and dumb. There's nothing more to say. They got no heart, no soul. They don't care about the country. They made that as crystal clear as possible. For four days, they told us how much we are racist. For four days, they told us how much we suck. For four days, they told us basically everything about the United States suck and we need to rewrite history. I don't know, man. I don't have that feeling. That's not who I am. That's not what I believe. I think we have literally the best country on the planet. No country has as much wealth or power as we have and abused it less than we have. Okay. We may have flaws like anything else in life. Yeah, your personal life, you as a person, uh, automobiles, anything in your life, everything has flaws. There's nothing perfect. But what you do is you strive to make it perfect and you learn from the past to move forward to create more perfection. I don't know. I just, it really was tough to watch. If you didn't watch it, believe me, you're better off. My summary of it, and if you want to entertain listening to more hate speech, I'm sure you can find their videos all over the place, and you can watch a whole bunch of basically what you just heard from Como, or Cuomo, or The Rat. Um, Joe Biden ended with fireworks, which were... <laughs> We'll get into it in not too long, but he ended with fireworks. I did see a funny little um, article, and it's from a police officer on Twitter, and he's showing a comparison of pictures side by side because Joe Biden was getting all this praise for what a great speech and everything, and I got to tell you, the speech to me fell flat. What I did notice and even looked at my wife and said, I go, well... I'm sure they're going to love that because he was able to read the teleprompter and not mess up too bad. He even still had a couple little blips here and there, but nothing like the gas that he's been having consistently since this whole cognitive problem started revealing itself. But in the pictures this guy posted side by side, he's got a lapel on in the actual speech of an American flag. And on his, if you're facing the TV, it's on his left hand. He lifts it up during the speech, and you see a watch under his left. You know, his, his coat pulls back a little bit when you pick your hand up, and his shirt pulls back, and you see a watch in there. No big deal, nothing you're really paying attention to. So, in the end, he ends up taking him and his wife. They go walk out front to see the fireworks. So, when they come out front and they see the fireworks, naturally they come out and they're waving at everybody. So then he's got a picture showing him waving with the same hand. The lapel is gone, and there's no watch on his arm. So it was kind of interesting, and I, I laugh because, again, I'm not a big conspiracy type of a person, but I started laughing, and I go, well, 
It would make sense that they pre-taped that, and even with the little blips, that's the best they could get out of him because he's having so many problems. So it did make sense to me. I'm not saying it's right or wrong or true or false. You know, totally leave that up to you if you want to look it up. It's on tw- the guy that I uh, saw it on was on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, you can look around for it, or maybe people have already posted it online, and you can try to look that up. But it did. You know, it's it's in that good conspiracy realm of, you know, it could actually be true or, or it's, you know, it was not. You know, that's a good conspiracy is unprovable, right? Um, but his speech, like I said, for me, it fell flat. I wasn't impressed. And then they did the fireworks show and they waved at everybody and they did some type of like a drive-in movie theater feel where there's a whole bunch of cars and they're all parked six feet apart and they're honking horns and flickering lights and they're, they're cheering out there. And I don't know what the actual attendance size was, but it didn't look, you know, massive or anything. It just looked like whatever. Since they were doing it all virtual, they were trying to say, you know, say they're being extra cautious because of the whole COVID virus. And uh, I guess if you want to say that, for me, I think the attendance was what it was because you guys suck, but that's just me. Now, the RNC was a totally different feel. I actually enjoyed watching that every single night. Uh, The RNC was much more uplifting and positive And yes, there were times in there where they're pointing out Joe Biden's flaws, but naturally it is, you know, you're, this is going to be possibly the future president, which I'm hoping he is, but you, you're going against Joe Biden. So you kind of expect both of them to come at each other at least a little bit in the speeches. So you're going to hear a little bit of back and forth. That doesn't surprise me and it doesn't even bother me. Uh, The DNC was, that's all it was. The RNC was very very uplifting. And I think their main theme to me was that they're trying to show the human side of Trump, the side that the the liberal media won't let you see. They don't want you to see he has a heart. They don't want you to see what type of person he is. And I think he did a really good job of bringing people on to show who he really is, show the type of man he really is. I also think they did a great job with really The Republicans don't really ever put any effort in reaching to the other side. They don't put any effort in trying to sway the black vote, and they don't put any effort into trying to accumulate all the different races and say, hey, come on, man, you're welcome. Come over here. You're welcome to be with us. I haven't seen a real big push for that, but until this particular one, I mean, they were really trying to appeal to all because I think where we're at right now, they understand that we're in a fight for America and they know there are plenty of people from every color, denomination, anything that feel the same way we do. And if you could appeal to them and reach out to them and say, Hey, we're the party of the hardworking American. We're the party who loves this country. We are not a party of racism. We're not a party of hate like they are. We're the party that wants to continue the American dream. We're the party that knows we have some flaws and we know that we can fix them. We're not going to just destroy the entire place to rebuild it into whatever they want to rebuild it into. Um, To give you a rough idea, if you didn't watch that either, uh, one of my favorite speeches, because it's something I didn't know, 
was from Herschel Walker. And I think he did a fantastic job on his speech, and I really enjoyed listening to it. And there were a lot of really good speeches in the RNC. Um, There was an elder gentleman from Cuba that went over his whole experience on communism being from, from Cuba and him basically being able to escape that life and never thinking that that monster would ever come to get him again, and he sees it staring him in the face again, so he's scared. That, that's what I got out of it, and he knows how great we are, and he does not want that to happen here. I mean, he, had a, he really did have a fantastic lineup of all the speakers in there. Um, but Herschel Walker was probably one of my favorite, I mean, besides Trump and Melania. Melania was, was excellent, too. Um, and I want to play his speech. It's about two minutes long, and just to give you – the difference between what you heard from Cuomo versus what you're going to hear from Herschel. And, and it really, these two, in my opinion, really do depict the difference in the feel of both of them from the DNC to the RNC. So check this one out. I'm not an actor, a singer, or a politician. I'm Herschel Walker. Most of you know me as a football player, but I'm also a father, a man of faith and a very good judge of character. I've known Donald Trump for 37 years, and I don't mean just casual ran into him from time to time. I'm talking about a deep personal friendship. I watched him as an owner of a professional football team. Right after he bought the team, he set out to learn. He learned about the history of the team, the players, the coaches, every detail. Then he used what he learned to make the team better. I watched him in the boardroom. He can be in the middle of a big meeting, but if one of the kids was on the phone, he dropped everything to take the call. He taught me that the family should be your top priority. I watched him treat janitors, security guards, and waiters the same way he would treat a VIP. He made them feel special because he knew they were. He understands that they are the people who make this country run. They clean, they cook, they build, they drive, they deliver. He told me, Herschel, Make an effort to get to know people. Remember their names. That stuck with me. One time, I planned to take his kids to Disney World with my family. At the last minute, Donald said he'd like to join us. So Dave was in a business suit on uh, It's a Small World Ride. That was something to see. It just shows you what a caring, loving father he is. It hurt my soul to hear the terrible names that people call Donald. The worst one is racist. I take it as a personal insult that people would think I've had a 37-year friendship with the racist. People who think that don't know what they're talking about. Growing up in the Deep South, I've seen racism up close. I know what it is, and it isn't Donald Trump. Just because someone loves and respects the flag, our national anthem, and our country, doesn't mean they don't care about social justice. I care about all those things. So does Donald Trump. He shows how much he cares about social justice in the black community through his actions. And his actions speaks louder than stickers or slogans on a jersey. He keeps right on fighting to improve the lives of black Americans and all Americans. He worked night and day. He never stops. He leaves nothing on the field. Some people don't like his style, the way he knocks down obstacles that get in the way of his goals. People on the opposing team didn't like when I ran over them either. But that's how you get the job done. I pray every night that God gives him more time. 
Give him four more years. He has accomplished so much almost all by himself on a constant attack. But there's still more work to be done. If you love America and want to make it better, Donald Trump is your president. He's my president. And I'm blessed to call him friend. I thought that was a great speech to really show you the human side of him. The story that he had about going to Disney World and picturing Donald Trump in a suit on It's a Small World with his kids is a great you know, great visual to laugh at. Um, I also did not know that him and Herschel Walker were friends, especially for as long as they were. That's something that maybe other people knew. I didn't know that, so that caught me off guard a little bit. But it was really nice words that he had to say about him. And I think, like I said, it really shows his human side. And most of the speeches that you listened to were very similar to that. They were very, very good. Um, Everything was uplifting. Everything was promising. Everything is, we can do it. We're a team. We're an American family. It made you proud to be an American. That was the biggest difference between the two. Donald Trump's speech was unbelievably good you know he was doing he does really well on stage you know I I, he's not one of those people that has any fright at all going up there and if he does he hides it completely but he goes up there and he cracks jokes with the with the crowd and he interacts with the crowd and he really did a fantastic job with his speech and it was very promising and uplifting he pointed out all of his successes and what his plan is going forward the DNC, there was no plan. It was, like I said, just Trump bad, and we just need to knock down America and start over. Trump is going to continue on with the wall. He's going to do bigger tax cuts. He's going to create more jobs. He's going to create an economic boom. He said he's going to completely defeat COVID. He's tired of it, just like the rest of us, and he's going to attack and defeat COVID. He's not going to let COVID beat us. He was highlighting the money you know, allocated to fighting sex trafficking. His wife did great on her speech and she was highlighting as well of the drug addiction problem that we have and how hard he fought against it. And we will do it again. I mean, everything was a positive, which is, it makes you feel good instead of feeling so down and out. My God, we're terrible. We suck. Because if you watch the DNC and you didn't watch the RNC, you're probably moping around right now thinking about how badly we suck, how racist we are, what a piece of crap president we have, and everything else. If you watch the RNC, you're charged up thinking, man, we got to get this guy reelected. We got a bright future ahead of us. We're going to keep punching. We're going to keep attacking everything. It's going to be fantastic, and we're going to keep America great. Um, one of the biggest you know, <laughs> differences – At the end of the DNC, they did a fireworks show. And it was comparable to maybe a small town's 4th of July show. And it was kind of, yeah, all right, let's go. I'm done watching this. Good night. The firework extravaganza that Trump put on yesterday, that was an amazing fireworks show what blew me away is this man actually had them shoot into the sky trump 2020 twice it actually spelled out trump then 2020 then trump then 2020 unbelievable i was blown away i was giggling to myself and i said man of course he did as big as life because this fire the fireworks show was 
unbelievably gorgeous. The city of D.C. really got a special treat because anybody around there obviously can see the fireworks. So if you were they were sitting at home, you know, watching the TV and then start hearing them go off and went outside to watch them, man, it was like Fourth of July. So he really did a great job on that. Um, the only other thing that's notable to mention was I know Joe Biden was taking some heat for his, you know, acceptance speech because it was very plagiaristic, so to speak. He basically plagiarized a speech that he had written or somebody wrote for him, whoever's writing it, about 10 years ago, which... You know, that doesn't surprise anybody because that's what the Democrats do. When, when are they ever on the level? Everything's always a game and a trick. And especially if you got somebody that is potentially having cognitive problems, you want to make this as easy as possible. So you're probably figuring if he already knew this one, he's already done this one, the chance of him not screwing it up are probably a little bit better than us just writing him something brand new that he's got to read off the teleprompter. So um, the RNC and the DNC. RNC was great to watch. DNC, not so much. I hope you enjoyed the show. That's it. I'll be back uh, Tuesday next week. Follow me on Twitter at L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N on Parlor Joe Little. Or you can hit me on Gmail at uh, L-J-C-O-N-S-E-R-C-R-N dot, oh, at gmail.com, sorry. <laughs> All right, everybody, have a good night.